G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Another opportunity today to look into some of those fascinating differences that we might be able to glean from first century Jewish culture compared to what we understand about things as Christians today. So deepening our maturity, deepening our understanding of the way that the New Testament unfolds because it's based around that first century culture, which was Jewish. After all, Jesus was a Jew. Paul Cohen is back with us today. Paul lived in Israel, studied in a Jewish theological college in Jerusalem. Now he lives in Australia and is the teaching elder at Brit Hadassah, the Messianic Fellowship in Sydney. Paul, welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. It's great to be back. Paul, we do like to talk about these fascinating differences. And I wonder whether if we were to get a focus on Jesus wearing the garment that he was when the woman who had an issue of blood reached out and touched the hem of his garment and was healed of her a physical ailment. I wonder whether you can take us into a deeper understanding culturally of what that means. Yeah, the, the story is told in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 8, verses 42 to 48. And what we see is there's a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years, and she comes up behind Jesus and touches the hem of his garment. Now, According to the law, anybody who has an issue with blood is defiled spiritually. And so they cannot attend synagogue, they can't touch other people, they can't go to the temple. But this woman is pressing through the crowd. And when we read the parallel accounts in Mark five twenty-one to 34 or Matthew nine twenty to 22, we see that kind of language that she has to press in. And she comes up and she touches a particular part of the garment. She doesn't touch his sleeve or the collar on his neck or doesn't stop Jesus. He says, let me touch the hem of his garment. By touching that, I will be healed. You've got to ask yourself, why there? And this is where it's helpful to understand the law a little bit better. Because in the book of Numbers, in chapter 15, verses 37 to 41, it talks that the Jewish people should have on their garments fringes or tassels. Now, the Hebrew word is tzitziot. So on their four square garments, they had on their corners a tassel. One uh, thread was purple or blue, and the rest would be white. And Jesus does talk about that in other contexts, and he says, don't make them big and long and broad and that kind of language. But she touches that. And why does she do that? Well, because she believed that he was the prophet who was to come. Because when we look at Elijah and Elisha, remember what Elisha got from Elijah? The mantle, that prophetic aspect. We see it in the story of Ruth with Boaz. Ruth says to Boaz, please spread the corner of your garment over me. And she's asking him, will you be faithfully 
to the covenant that God made and protect the poor, the orphan, the widow. And he does so. He says, yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. Okay. We also see it in the kingdom when Saul comes up to Samuel and rips away the garment from Saul. And when he does so, Samuel says to Saul, the kingdom has been torn from you. And so there are all these prophetic connections. So when the woman comes up, he says, you are my prophet. You are my redeemer, my kinsman redeemer out of the book of Ruth. And you are my king. Will you heal me? Are you that prophet? And she is healed. And Jesus turns around and says, this is in superstition. Your faith has made you well. So understanding that, it is wonderful to see that Jewishness that comes out. So culturally, did the rabbi wear that sort of garment in the first century? And do rabbis today still wear that style of garment, which may be a reminder to people? Well, back then, it would have been far more like a poncho because it also doubled up as a blanket in cold weather. And so it wasn't as nice as it is today. Today, it's called a prayer shawl or a talit. And that, that is quite different than what Jesus would have worn. He, his would have been a poncho styled. But the, the, the tassels on the garments are still worn today. And so Orthodox Jews will wear it uh, every day. Uh, rabbis, whether they are Orthodox or liberal, when they come on a morning service, they have a special, large, a beautiful prayer shawl that they wrap themselves in. And so they still wear it today. Uh, interestingly, though, I'm sure it's not a sign that we ought to wear special garments that remind people, but did the tassel that was on Jesus' hem, was that in some sense a deliberate symbolism there that would encourage someone like the woman with the issue of blood to actually reach out and to attract his attention? The Hebrew word for the corner of the garment is related to the word for wing. And in Malachi it says that the Son of Righteousness will come with healing in his wing. And so I think there is that connection there. So there is that deeper connection that not only would Jesus be faithful to the law, because he was a Jew after all, but he's also coming with healing in his wing, and that's why the woman touched that part of the garment. Is there something deeper here for Christian believers in understanding this story like this, Paul, uh, where mm -hmm. we think of clothing ourselves with Christ in a different yep. sort of a way? What, what, uh, what is this story telling us uh, in the 21st century? Yeah, so because we're not under the law of Moses, we have freedom. But Paul twice in his writings, once in Romans 13 and once in Galatians 3, tells us to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus. Uh, Galatians 3.27, Indeed, all of you were baptized into the Messiah, having clothed yourself with Christ. So now we have his garment, that garment of healing, in a spiritual way placed upon us. But we have to wear that. We have to proclaim him faithfully, just as he did faithfully proclaim the word of the Lord.
Let's take a different dimension here, Paul. Uh, Put ourselves in the shoes of the woman who had the issue of blood. Uh, You Mm -hmm. said that that would have made her in the first century uh, defiled spiritually and even uh, put outside the town or outside the camp for seven days. Is this defiled spiritually? Is that something that is symbolic of perhaps all of us who are defiled spiritually and the need to reach out and touch the hem of the garment of the Messiah? Uh, is Is there a message in there? There is a message in there. In Leviticus 15, it clearly says that if somebody has an issue of blood, they become spiritually unclean. And so in one sense, we are like that woman. Our sins have defiled us, and so we should be crying out, unclean, unclean. That is, until, like the woman, we've touched the hem of his garment. Now, obviously, Jesus is not physically with us, but we do that spiritually. And we touch him, and he touches us, and his cleansing then comes upon us. And then we ought to be like him, having now clothed ourselves with him, proclaiming the message of the cleansing that he brings from our sin. And just quickly here, Paul, when you teach this to Christians, uh, it's like, oh, a light switch goes on and we understand that passage more deeply. When you teach these things to someone who is a Jew, uh, who says, uh, no, I reject Jesus as the Messiah, what sort of depth of understanding comes in the life of that Jewish person when they appreciate the Jewishness of Jesus, even in the garments that he wore in the first century? Sometimes the light goes on for them too. And that's what prayer is for, that by prayer we we ask God to reach them. But sometimes they say no. But that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to faithfully proclaim and let God do the opening of the eyes. And so I always ask people, can you please pray for the Jewish community here in Australia that God may touch them? And he can use you and me when we share our testimonies and stories like we have here in the Gospel of Luke. Well, wonderful insights once again about a passage of Scripture and having a deeper understanding, a Jewish style understanding of what we see as a story there in the New Testament around the woman who had the issue of blood. Wonderful insights from Paul Cohen. Paul is a teaching elder at the Brit Hadassah Messianic Fellowship in Sydney. There is a website you can go to to connect with Paul. It's bcsydney.com, bcsydney.com. That's the words BC. Uh, that is short for Brit Hadassah, uh, the Messianic Fellowship. There's also a website called celebratemessiah.com.au. Paul, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your insights with us today on 2020. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.